Welcome to Real Black Content is Foreign Fine Cam. This is Big DJ checking in. Today's conversation, we're going to talk about some history. We are going to talk about some history. Um, maybe some things you know about, or maybe some things that you did not know about, right? We're going to talk about how black folks live in the Americas prior to Christopher Columbus, prior to the slave trade. Yes, there were black folks living in the Americas, right? And that's going to be today's conversation. Now, I know they didn't teach us that in history. I know they taught us everybody came over from Africa. And that's cool because uh, you got to Dashiki. You, uh, you're going to Wakanda. <laughs> and that's cool, right? That's not, you know, I'm not here to pull anybody Dashiki off. Right? You can keep your Dashiki. Uh, I know you love Kemet. I know you love Nubia, right? I know they taught you everything across that Atlantic is yours. Like, I know that belongs to you. That's your portion way over there. <laughs> no, no, not here. Way over there. That's you over there. <laughs> no, no, for real. Though. Yeah, we're going to have a good conversation today. Because, you know, on this platform, Real Black Content is Foreign Podcast, we always say this. We say that comments is the engine and the fuel to the machine, right? So we look at the comments. That's a real conversation. You know, we pass notes. We pass sources. You know, we challenge one another in the comment box. And that's why, you know, on this platform, I do ask this. Like, um, this is not the place to be like, uh, I need you to subscribe and all this. You know, hit the like button and all that and all that. I don't really... That's not our bag. That's not our thing, you know. But what we do ask here is that um, you drop a comment so we can see exactly where you are at, and then I can learn from you, you can learn from me, and then there's other people with other channels in the comment box, and then you could probably click on them, follow their channels, and then we can all learn. This is all a learning process, a learning experience, and then it's good conversation, like we're here for the conversation, right? Today's source we're going to be using, though, is um, the history of America before Columbus. If you can, I want you to screenshot it, right? If you can, I want you to screenshot it. Um, I do my best to put it in the description box if you have it, right? Again, the source is History of America Before Columbus, According to Documents and Approved Authors by Peter DeRoe, right? And this was published in the... 1900s why is that important well if you hang out with us enough you know that more often than not we like to use sources from like the 17th century 18th and 19th century because you know two reasons there's a universal narrative that everybody that's black come from africa and that's cool we know africa is a hub for black folks it's it's cool it's not a big deal so we know that but that universal theme wrote us, wrote that way in the 20th century and in the 21st century, right? That's the only theme that they, when they wrote any book, any history, that's the theme that they used. You will often find, though, that when you catch writers from the 17th century, 18th and 19th century, it was a little different. They talked about blacks that came from Africa. 
through the slave trade and things of that nature. And then they also talked about blacks that was already in the Americas. See? And so oftentimes on this platform, on this podcast, we bring up those those documents. That's what we normally talk about. Because, you know, sometimes when you show somebody something, they'd be like, oh, brother, you know, they put that there to trick you. They put that there. You know, our people, we kind of like, I don't know, man. We're very unique people. But we're so unique and weird sometimes at the same time you know it's like a we're brilliant when it comes to this we're brilliant when it comes to that and then other things is like we stumble on them very hard right and this is one of the topics that our community right our village the black community we struggle on just believing that there was black folks in the americas because we came up behind the writers of the 21st and 20th century that always told us that everybody that was black came from Africa. So we ain't tripping. We just, this is what the writers are talking about. So now when you look at older writers, they had more of a, a balance kind of like. They said, no, nah, there was some blacks already here. And then there was some, the big hub that we know our people, black folks coming out of Africa. But then we never knew that there was black folks here. And we just learned that, right? So, we look at dated information. Again, 17th, 18th, 19th century, because there was a time in America that black folks couldn't read. It was illegal. So, you can't come up to me, I know better, you can't, oh man, you know V, um, they put that there to trick you. Brother, they didn't put that there to trick <laughs> Listen to me. There was a time we couldn't even read or write. It was illegal. Nobody never thought that you'd be reading a document written by Peter DeRoe that was published in the 1900s, right? And I always ask our people, hey, when was it legal for us to read? And I look at the comments, I never get an answer, but I'm looking now, right? 1900, right? This is when this book was published. Now, what was black folks reading on their spare time in the 1900s if they were reading at all? Oftentimes, it's just a good book. We wasn't getting off work, cracking on Peter the Roll. <laughs> you know, we weren't coming out them uh, cotton plantations and sugarcane plantations and potato plantations and strawberry patches. We weren't coming out those plantations across America and then cracking up, you know, taking a look at what Peter the Roll was talking about. We talking about the good book or we're reading a good book and we don't go no further than that. So this whole narrative is that they put something to trick you or they try to hide something from you. They can't hide it from you if they're written and they put it out and you can get it. You just don't. This is not what you choose to read. Right? This is not what you choose to read. I got a very good comment. It was a brother reached out, right, during one of the conversations and he said, yo, look, if these black folks was Indians that was here, like what happened? Like, where's their culture, right? Uh, did they disappear? Like, what did they eat? What did they do for, you know, things of this nature, right? This is kind of like the train of thought that the brother was on. And my response to that is this, because we're going to talk about it in detail in this conversation as well. But my response is this. You know, sometimes the devil says so much when he says so little, right? This so-called white man, He's really straightforward with us 
right? So the white man comes out and he says things like, um, he says things like, America is a melting pot, right? Have you ever heard that, you know, terminology before? Yeah, America is a melting pot. Now you got to ask yourself this question because he says it all the time, right? Well, who's in the pot melting? <laughs> if America is a melting pot, you know, and everybody's in the pot being stirred up like gumbo, well, who is the people that's in the pot melting? Because it's not him. It's not It's not the so-called white man. It's not the so-called white woman. They're out the pot. They're not melting with nobody. They've been white since 1670. They created that whole status, that whole term, white in 1670. That's why you don't see white on any documents like before 1670 they just made it up they made the whole thing up in 1670 and it united europe and it united white folks in the americas right but they're not in no melting pot you in the melting pot the people of color you all mixed up the african is mixed up with the black aboriginal the black aboriginal is mixed up with the african the african is mixed in with the east indian all this and talk about in United States territory, in the Americas, period, right? These bloodlines is mixed up. Colored folks is mixed up. And then on top of that, you got the good master, right? From Britain, from France, from Portugal, from Spain, mixing in with the colored folks. So that bloodline is all mixed up. So when that white man say that you are in a melting pot, he's talking about you. He's talking about the black African, the black Aboriginal, the red Aboriginal, the East Indian was thrown in that pot, and the Mexicans. Of course, we all know that the Mexicans are indigenous to this land as well. They're in the pot also, along with everybody in the Caribbean. <laughs> Everybody's in that melting pot. He's not in the pot, like I say. Every now and then, he might throw in the seed or two, right, to help lighten up the pot, you know, if you will. But uh, that's what it is, man. So that's why he on his platform, Real Black Content is One Podcast. I self-identify as a black American because I know, you know, I'm one of the ones that's in that melting pot, right? We're mixing up in the melting pot. <laughs> Yo, we got crazy bloodlines, man. Our bloodlines is going all over the place, right? So, yeah, that's why I say that. So, we're going to go look. We're going to go, again, history of America for Columbus. According to documents and approved authors, this is by Peter DeRoe. We're going to go right to page 341, right? I don't want to kind of take up much of your time. We're going to go right to 341, though. Right, so we can... Um, see what the writer says and I, I got to a point here you know on this podcast that i use one source and one source only because i don't want to confuse anybody and there was a time that i would make my own uh streams and slides and things of that nature but i don't even do that no more because i learned that see black folk love to hear when the devil say something right as long as i'm saying it, it's like no nah, man i don't bj i don't really know bro you you could be off on this and off on that and then the minute I start bringing documents, what the devil say, where it was black folks in America before the slave trade, before Columbus, all of a sudden, it's like real and authentic all of a sudden. As long as I was saying it, your brother, people say, man, I don't really know. What happened to these folks? 
Did it just disappear? What happened? I'm like, man, nah, man, the Garifuni ain't going nowhere. The Caribbean, man, the brothers and sisters from the Caribbean ain't going nowhere. Still got their culture intact. The Yamasee tribe here in the United States, they ain't going nowhere. They got their reservation number up. You can always reach out and say, hey, yo, and that's a good, listen, I'm glad I, I, I want to bring that into this conversation as well. You know, you can always look up any black Indian tribe's reservation number. And if you have questions about culture, day-to-day life, what do the folks eat, what do they do prior to the white man coming to this territory, you can always ask him. Right? That is a wealth of information. You can always ask, right? I'm going to go on to the second paragraph. It says, Whether Africa in olden times planted any colony in the Western Hemisphere is very doubtful, although it could not be denied that a few Negroes at least crossed the ocean and propagated on our shores. Rotek admits that Africans may have concurred towards the formation of some peculiar varieties of American tribes, and Marty Bruin finds traces of African languages in America. Yet a better proof of ancient Negro arrival is the fact of Negro colonies found by the Spanish and Portuguese discoverers on the eastern coast of South and of Central America. Mendoza encountered a tribe of Negritos in Balboa, which is Nunez. They always talk about Nunez Balboa. When on his famous expedition of the discovery of the Pacific Ocean, met in Old Providence, Quirky, which we don't say Quirica anymore or Quirky anymore. We say Panama. And only two days travel from the Gulf of Darien with a settlement of Negro who were, says Peter Marr, of the fierce and most ferocious nature. So let's stop on that. Let's build on that a little bit. The island Negroes, they were no suckers. Right? The writer even talking about that then. Not, uh, I can't say much have changed today. Island blacks ain't never been suckers. Jamaicans ain't never been suckers. Haitians ain't never been suckers. That's a reality. Right? Not that we're here to promote black-on-black violence, but we know if you took a trip to Florida and you went to Miami, that Zopan violence is a little different. (laughs) Well, the writer noticed that centuries ago, that the black aboriginals that went suckers, right? We'll continue. Other similar communities were found in Panacol, Ucadan, and Nicaragua, in other provinces, right? The only possible question yet remains, namely, what route did the colored people follow on their way to America? Marty Brown is of the opinion that they came over the longest stretch of water on Earth, over the Indian and the Pacific Ocean. Why the Indian and Pacific Ocean? Because when they seen the blacks in America, Central America, South America, and the islands, they looked more like Melanesians than they did Africans. i say it again. When the so-called white man came over, when the devil came over, and he seen the blacks on the islands, they looked at more like folks from Melanesia, a.k.a. Solomon Islands, than they did Africans. They didn't look like Africans. Now, now we got to ask ourselves now. We got to have a real conversation about this, right? Because we're going to talk about a couple of things that the writer said 
I'm going to go back just to make sure we didn't miss anything, right? Why the Pacific Ocean? He's attaching American Negroes once again to the Solomon Islands. Why would they do that? Because if you look at the blacks from Melanesia, right, in the Solomon Islands, they wear locks in their hair. They keep locks and they grow beards, right? When you look at Africans, what the writer is alluding to, in, in my estimate, what he was trying to say is that, see, Africans really don't have locks. They don't grow locks like that. They don't rock beards like that. They can. Sometimes it's not in their culture. When you start seeing locks and you start seeing beards, we talking about Nigeria for the most part. And we're talking about Ghana. We're not talking about the rest of the whole continent. Right? You get that Akon kind of look. We're talking about in Senegal and other places in Central and West Africa. That's why he kind of compared them up. And then, you know, let's bring it back full circle. Let's talk about today because, see, Peter DeRoe put this in the 1900s together, right? Okay, so Dick, when you start seeing locks in this territory that we call the United States, when I was a younger person, now everybody kind of do it, now it's faddish. But when I was coming up, locks, it associated you with Florida. This is what the Southern boys do. We didn't do that shit in Michigan. Locks? No, we might do some cornrows or something. But when you start seeing real locks, that was an island thing. Oh, dude must be from Jamaica somewhere. You know, that's that was our impression. You know, when we seen the rosters, they had the locks in the head. That's how we knew a black person was a regular Detroiter or he was from the island. When you seen the locks, oh, man, he must be from the island somewhere. You from Jamaica? Oh, no, you're not. Where you from? Oh, I'm from St. Vincent. Oh, okay. You know, that's just we're from the Caribbean somewhere. <laughs> but that was our experience. If you wasn't from the Caribbean, you was from Florida. That's how we seen it. So the writer is kind of like, yo, he's doing lookership. Like, yo, these kids, they don't, they might have came over from somewhere else. They don't look like the guys from Africa, right? But then we're gonna have to back up. We got to talk about this too. Because this is very, very important that we talk about this. The writer says that um yet a better proof of ancient Negro arrivals is the fact of Negro colonies found. Negro colonies found by the Spanish and Portuguese. The writer didn't say Negro countries. He said Negro colonies. Do you know what a colony is? Because now we got to have that conversation. This is real. Right? And we're almost 20 minutes into the video. So we're going to keep it short because I gave the source and everything. But I want to touch on a few points while I'm already here. Do we know what the colony is? Because that's important. Do we know what a country is? Because that's important. You got YouTubers, right? That'll come and tell you that, um, what, what did Youngblood say? Youngblood say, 98% of African Americans, <laughs> dig this now, 98% of African Americans is really Native American. Right? So they, they come into you, right? This Aboriginal community. They're coming to you and saying, listen, all of us was already here. All 50 million of us. And then they kind of tricked us up and called us different names. And then we kind of got lost in the sauce. And all of us thought we came from Africa. Right? So if all of us, all 50 million of us black folks, was always here. Right? And I know the number. You know, we. I'm not focusing so much on the number because I know. 
the number built up over time. I'm just saying us as black folks, if we was always here, my question is that um, who's seen us? If it wasn't just a few colonies of Negroes and it was a country for the Negroes, who's seen the whole country for the Negroes? Because every writer, every document that I bring to this table, man, y'all, I'm reading, I read it with the family. We sit up and we had this conversation. I read it right in front of you. There's always small pockets of black folks in these territories. Central America, South America, and the islands. And then, of course, we say on this platform, when we talk about the territory of the United States, we say California, Southern Tip of California, and Florida. We leave it at that. This Aboriginal community come along and say, no, everybody black. We was always there. Everybody, it was like 5% African come over and all of this. I kind of, I'm like, bro, who's seen it then? Who wrote that? Ain't no Spanish writers come over here and say, damn, we found Africa. No, bro. They thought they was an Indian when they got here. Not Africa. <laughs> they didn't think they was a, they say, hey, man, we went the wrong, we back in Africa. But somebody, we went the wrong way. No, it didn't happen like that. If somebody tried to make you believe that the red Indian is, a, he somehow became a $5 Indian all of a sudden. No, man, you tripping. That's hogwash, man. You know, the red nation was always separate from the black aboriginal nation. So what you're trying to do is embarrass us because you're trying to, because you figured out that there was small pockets in America that was black. So what you do is you're trying to jump in on the red nation, what he got going on. You're trying to jump on their tribes and push them out the way and say that that was really your tribe. When it never was your tribe, even when the writers came over, right? Not that, let me back up. Let me back up. When the explorers came over and they wrote, they always wrote that the blacks, I'm talking about the indigenous blacks, and the red nation, right? The red indigenous, they wasn't, they were split. They had their own separate territory. They wasn't together. So if he's Lakota, how are you Lakota now? See what I'm saying? If he's Cheyenne, how was you Cheyenne all of a sudden? Somebody came along and told you that you was a real Indian, so you're trying to bogart your way into his birthright. That ain't, no, man, that ain't your birthright. You looking like a clown. But see, I can't blame you because you've been lied to, but everybody's been lied to, right? So that brother from the Red Nation, that indigenous red man, He's been lied to to believe that all of us came from Africa. So when there are a few black indigenous tribes that's doing their cultural expressions, like the Yamasee, etc., he's like, yo, man, these guys is tripping because they all come from Africa. Because everybody been lied to. And then you got other white folks that was always here saying, no, man, there were black folks that was here. Everybody ain't from Africa. But we... We don't get those writers because we live it in the 21st century and the 20th century writers, they wrote something different, right? But these people didn't disappear. They didn't go anywhere. When that so-called white man came over here, it was a massive tidal wave. He brought his law. When a man come and stake his claim in a territory and he bring his law, that's it. Whatever you got going on, it don't even matter no more. This is what the law is right now. That's like somebody taking their culture into a prison. Hey, man, I don't care what kind of culture you got. This is the jail. This is how 
you know, this is how this prison is ran. What you got going on don't mean nothing. You got to conform to what we got going on. And that's what happened to many of the indigenous, whether it was black or red, when that so-called white man got here. Yo, he's running the prison. He's running the yard. You got to play along with him. He ain't playing along with you. And then this is something we do as black folks that we really, it's not cool that we do this to each other. When I went to Texas and I was able to, to uh, meet some of our brothers and sisters from the Red Nation, right? Red Indian brothers, right? And then black folks, I'm going to say this. You're not the red people. Stop trying to, don't do that, man. You're making us all look bad. Even though we know this is classification talk, when that thing says red, it ain't talking about you. The minute that that devil seen you, he called you a Negro the first time he laid his eyes on you. He ain't never get you confused with nothing else, right? But going back to the point, that red Indian, though, right? The minute I seen him in Texas, they were doing hip-hop, right? This is red Indian folks. They doing hip-hop now. They do, they do what they want to do. I say all that to say this. When we see black aboriginals, it's almost as if we want to make these people like they got to stick to a culture. They got to stick to some type of language. They got to stick to something. But that red, like he, like that black Indian always got to prove itself. But that red Indian, he can just do whatever he want to do. He can do hip hop. He can do a spoken word show. He can do a rodeo. He can throw a circus. He can just be who he want to be. Nobody says nothing to him. Oh man, he's indigenous. But that black guy got to always prove himself to other black folks that he's really indigenous here. That's kind of bananas to me, right? I'm going to pick up at the last sentence in this very link, uh, the very same paragraph, right? It says, other similar small communities were found in Panaco, Ucadian, and Nicaragua, and other provinces, right? Had to go over that one more time. I'm going to stop right there, man. I'm going to leave you guys the source. You got it here. You can go through the book, read it yourself. But I'm constantly showing you sources when white folks is confirming that black folks was here prior to the slave trade, prior to Columbus coming. That don't mean you got to take off your dashiki. You can still keep your dashiki, right? <laughs> These folks didn't disappear. Many of you guys are mixed in with them. We all mixed in with everything. We're real black Americans. But look, I, I got to say this before we close out. See, see this Afrocentric stuff, we can't have it both ways, right? We can't have it both ways. When our people went to Liberia, black folks, if we start talking about Africa, the only thing that's really ours is Liberia. When we got to Liberia, because we're calling ourselves Africa while we live in America. So we're saying we're African-American. But 200-some years ago, when we went to Liberia, the native Africans called us Americo Liberians. He said, no, 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 no. You're the American. While we in America, they say, no, 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 no. You're African. And then when you got to Africa, they say, no, 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 no. You're American. Somebody got to make up your mind because you can't have it both ways. And somebody's running a mind game. Now it's time for us to dig in the books and find out what really was 
what it really is. Peace and black power to your family. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys for hanging out, man. Real Black Content is one podcast, man. Big VJ. I'll get it with you guys later. Peace.